We just would like to remind you that none of the things that we say should be taken as official recommendations. Yeah, we try to know what we're talking about, but this podcast ultimately represents the opinions of a couple yahoos with master's degrees. It's (laughs) mainly for entertainment. Right. So if you feel that you need help with your own mental health, we encourage you, please talk to your very own doctor or your very own counselor. Get real help. And remember, this podcast is not safe for work, so listen with headphones. Do you want to say the welcome? I feel like I always say it. It's probably because I'm afraid I'll do it wrong. Just got to welcome them like they're our Hello. friends. <laughs> Welcome. Pour yourself a beverage and have a seat and and let's have a visit on Freudian Sips. Wow, that's very good. I'm going to put the music right after that. Hello. Before we start, I didn't tell you this. uh, I didn't tell you this yet. That was a very cute hello, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Hello. Hello. Maybe we should try different like accents and stuff. Hello. Frog yellow. (laughs) Like that? Yeah. Like that? Exactly like that? Exactly. Every, t- every single week. So I didn't tell you this yet. A friend of mine who also listens to the show. Hello, Michelle. Hello. Thank you for listening. I love you. She found a wine called Freudian Sip. Oh my goodness. She found it. It's like a white wine. Uh, she was going to send it and it was in Canada. So she couldn't send it to our address. Oh, no. But she was very, very excited to tell me that she had found this. So Do you think they sell it in America? I don't Oh, I, I mean, I've never seen it. I feel like that's something I would have noticed if it was in the store. We're going to get in trouble for that. I mean, we're a podcast and they're a wine. Okay. Don't want to step on any toes. I'm very sensitive to stepping on toes. <laughs> Could you almost say that's a phobia? <gasps> no. That's fair. Let's talk about phobias. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. We should talk about phobias. We should talk about phobias today. Let's do that. Let's open our big books. Oh, yeah. Mom has paper notes again this week. (laughs) I tried your newfangled using a laptop. (laughs) I will have none of that. Phobias. Phobias. Do you want me to start with like a general overview of phobias? Let's do like a definition of phobias because you and I talked about how there are a lot of words in the mental health field, in psychology, however you want to look at that, that are maybe overused in society yeah they've kind of become something they aren't Mm -hmm. one that i think i notice the most is people saying oh i'm so ocd when they want things neat exactly so phobia yeah phobia is used a lot like that like Mm -hmm. oh i have a phobia of this but it's it's really just a fear and phobia is not a fear it's something different it's something more severe than that Mm -hmm. so it's not like you get taken away by the word police if you use those (laughs) no you do we're (laughs) unless it is the word police i'm the word police (laughs) we we you're under arrest we you we you (laughs) we we you i have the worst siren in the world you're under arrest because i mean a lot of people do that where we use words that are are actually have a different I mean that's the reason denotation that we, yeah. that we make it into a connotation wow. that fits us. Those are some fancy la, words. La, 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 Those la. are some five dollar <laughs> master's degree words. Three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> okay, so tell me what a phobia really is. What's the definition of so, a phobia? So I'm going by the DSM five definition. The DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual, um, is what counselors, therapists, whatever you want to call them, use to diagnose mental illnesses. Under the DSM-5, phobias are listed as an anxiety disorder. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with anxiety. This is just a very specific type of anxiety where if you encounter this specific type of trigger, you have basically an anxiety attack. That's where a lot of people, you know, when they say like, Oh, I have such a phobia of like spiders. Like I'll use that because I'm I'm fairly scared of like bugs, mm-hmm. especially spiders freak mm-hmm. me out. I would not say I have a phobia because I can handle a spider. I might shriek a little bit, like a baby mm-hmm. shriek. But, <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a panic attack. I'm not gonna be totally unable to function. So yeah, I have a fear of spiders. Does it depend on how big the spider is? Because I am like that. If it's a little spider, I'm no, you know, it's like, okay, it's You know, right. it's weird because I've I've recently been looking at like pictures of tarantulas and stuff and been like, 
I'd probably be okay if a tarantula was walking on me. Ugh. But like smaller, like uh, quarter sized, the fast ones. I With have the a, really long legs. I have can... a real, like a fear of fast bugs. <laughs> like, it's really specific, <laughs> isn't it? Because you can't outrun them. <laughs> no, they can catch me. <laughs> I'm a human and they can catch me. I used to live in an apartment that had house centipedes in it. Ugh. And if you don't know what house centipedes are, don't look it up. Oh, no. Don't. And I know you're all going to do it because I just said don't do it. <laughs> and you're going to get mad at me, but it's not my fault. You chose to do it. They're very scary and they run very fast. And so I think I developed a little bit of a, a uh. thing about that. But the slow spiders, like tarantulas seem pretty chill. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to like run after no, you. No, they're going to run after they're you. Gonna be like, they're they're not going to chase you. They're like, hey, you want to chill? Dude. You want to like smoke a doob? <laughs> I don't know why they're shaggy from Scooby-Doo, but they are. <laughs> Where are these tarantulas from? <laughs> Colorado. That was a good one, Anna. Thank you. Um, so in the DSM-5, because we're talking about the DSM-5 Oh, yeah, still, going back forgot. to that, yeah. Right. It's called, so it's a marked fear or anxiety about a specific object or situation. This includes, like, avoiding it, fear that's out of proportion of the actual trigger, so, like, if you're flying, I mean, I think it's fair to be a little worried about flying. But if you're if you're finding you're, like, having panic attacks about it, you probably have a phobia of flying. Mm-hmm. And it has to last, like, six months or more. So if, like, something happens and you're a little bit scared of something or even a lot scared, like, anxiety attack scared, even if it lasts for, like, a short time, you probably aren't going to be diagnosed with a phobia. It has to be longer lasting than that. So there's specific categories in the DSM for phobias. There's... Animal, natural environment, this is all one category, blood injection injury, it's all it's all one category with like hyphens in between. Yeah, any of that gory, yucky blood stuff. Blood injection injury, mm-hmm. situational or other. Thanks, oh, well, DSM. there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or anything else that we were too lazy to write. Yeah, anything nah. that might come up possibly <laughs> it's, anywhere it's in the future. It's time for a smoke break, other. <laughs> <laughs> so anything that's that. Agoraphobia, specifically, is its own separate thing. It's not included in the phobia section. So agoraphobia is a fear of, I think a lot of people think of it as just like open spaces, being out in the world. And that's often how it's depicted in the media, is just like the fear of leaving your house. Specifically, it's like, you know, public transportation, or uh, it has enclosed spaces, it has included lines or crowds. Specifically, being outside the home alone. I think one of the things I like, a definition I saw was, a fear of situations from which it would be difficult to escape. Mm-hmm. So that might That's seem one of the biggest that might it, yeah. seem like claustrophobia, like you're stuck in a closet and you can't escape. But it's more like you're out it's in like public, a situational thing, right? And you can't get to somewhere safe. Whoa, or it almost, almost got knocked over. Whoa, that would have been so bad. That would be very sad. That would have caused <laughs> some kind of anxiety. But you would have had a phobia. <laughs> I don't know if there's a phobia of spilling your beers. <laughs> other there might have. It's to in the other category. <laughs> Yeah, but I I think that puts more, for me, it clarifies it more, that it's it's a feeling that you can't escape. And, so, and often it's a fear of, the way I've heard it described before, I don't know, I don't know where, but I've heard it described as like being afraid of not being able to escape the social situation, right. fear that you're going to have, it's kind of a recursive fear, like a fear that you're going to have a phobia attack in public right. where you can't escape the people that are around. Right. I've, I've read that too, that it's it's the fear of having a panic attack. It's a fear of having that anxiety while you're yeah, in that space. Which is meta. It goes... It's meta as hell. <laughs> it's a metaphobia. <laughs> which is probably it a is, thing all is, on its own. Which is why <laughs> they, sounds like a real people feel they can't even leave their house. Yeah, right? they, yeah. They, it's very they, socially They fear crippling. that no matter where they go, they will be under threat of having an anxiety attack there in front mm-hmm. of other people. Right. But that's another one of those words that has kind of been overly generalized by society because mm-hmm. we've kind of thrown that word around. What? Agoraphobia. Or oh, agoraphobia, yeah. as I've heard people say. But I say agoraphobia. It feels very Greek to say it that way. Agoraphobia. 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 Agor- that's, that's more American. Uh, Agor- American. Agoraphobia. <laughs> But we, we kind of throw that word around a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And like I said, I've seen several, especially horror movies. Horror movies are real big about doing agoraphobia mm. plots. Hmm. I've seen several agoraphobia protagonists in movies. That makes sense. Does it? I don't know. I don't watch horror movies because <laughs> they you're scare just, me. You're just like, I'm just, just going to say that I'm makes like, sense. Yeah, that makes let's sense. Move on. Sure. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? What's <laughs> next? 
So agoraphobia is not just a fear. Like we said before, it includes uncontrollable anxiety or fear when faced with the specific, like, trigger or situation. That includes things like a normal anxiety attack has, so sweating, abnormal breathing, trembling, uh, accelerated heart rate, flushes, chills, uh, chest tightness, butterflies or pins and needles was listed, so just kind of any of those anxious feelings and it has to be just overwhelming. Uh, feeling like you have to get away from the fear or the trigger, uh, not functioning properly when exposed to the trigger. And this is interesting. There's an acknowledgement that the fear is irrational or exaggerated, but they still feel unable to control it. So people who are presenting as phobic of something will come in and say, I know I, know I do this. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. that I'm not supposed to be this scared of, you know, spiders or snakes or heights or whatever, but I can't control it. Right. So they know that logically they shouldn't be that scared. They just can't get a handle on it. Uh, It said that most phobias develop in childhood, and that's usually as a result of something specific, uh, like a specific experience that's happened to them. And it's commonly passed down by a family member, which I thought was interesting. But the main cause of phobias is still unknown. It's still kind of varied on how they actually develop. But that makes sense, though. Like if you're really afraid of spiders... And your kids see you like freaking out every time you see a spider. Oftentimes the children would then say, whoa, spiders must be freaking scary. Right. I know for a long time, you don't, I wouldn't say you have a phobia of bees. You're allergic to bees. Right. Which is why I have a phobia. Why you have a phobia of bees. (laughs) But Because it's not going to be good. (laughs) for, For a very long time, I was really, really intensely scared of being stung by a bee, Mm -hmm. even though I don't have that allergy. I'm not allergic to bees. Do you know that for sure? Have you ever been stung by a bee? I think I have been stung by a bee, yeah. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought because I had been led to believe that it was the scariest thing in the world. I know. I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to (laughs) die. No, like I had seen you react very, with a lot of panic when, whenever there was a bee around. So I kind of came to believe, oh, bees are very, very scary and they hurt you a lot. Mm-hmm. But it was I've just gotten like, better about that. Have you? Yeah, because I'm closer to death. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm closer to the end of my You're life. Like, take so me, like, bee. Ah, whatever's take me. Go. I'm here. Sting me. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. I dare you I'll to get your you. stinger through this fight old you, bee. leathery skin of mine. <laughs> <laughs> This bee's like, she's too strong. Report. Abort mission. Retreat. It's no fun anymore. (laughs) Turns into panic. So do you want to learn some of the most common phobias? Or are you going to talk about that? We talk about them together. Let's talk about it together. Oh, dear. No, okay. but you, you go on and... You, okay, because I want to quiz you. I'm your sidekick. You. I want to quiz you a little bit. Oh, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sprinkle in like... Some common phobias and some uncommon phobias, but I'm going to give you the actual name of the phobia and you're going to give me what it is, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm not very good at this, so I'm going to just give you my best guess. I'm going to start you with an easy one. Okay. Aerophobia. Like scared of the air? Scared of (laughs) flying? Flying. 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 Like like air plane. I got it. You got it in one. You're scared of the air. Scared of being aloft in the air. <laughs> yes. That's uh, where I was going with that. I just didn't get there quick enough. You might have to spell those for ooh, me. There are air, some that I'm not even going to be yeah. able to say. Okay. Like this one. Batrachophobia. Batracha? B-A-T-R-A-C-H-O. Phobia. Afraid of bats? No. <laughs> I don't betrack. Butt track. <laughs> but, butt cracks. Fear of butt cracks. Fear of butt cracks? Fear of butt cracks. You got it. That's it. It's fear of amphibians. What? Now, why would they not call that like amphibiophobia? Amphibiophobia? I want to rename that's a lot a fun, of them. That's a fun one. Amphibiophobia. Yeah, a lot of them have, I mean, a lot of them go back to etymologies. Like, like Latin or something. Something yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Spanish. <laughs> how, about, how about this? It's always Spanish. <laughs> Gynophobia. Is that what it sounds like? The lady parts? Yeah. Fear of lady parts? Fear of women. Fear of ladies. Like the whole lady or like just the, their parts? The, the whole lady. <laughs> the whole bit, yeah. The See, whole now bit. why don't they call that womanophobia well, or femalophobia? So there's gynophobia, which is fear of women. What's but fear of men? Testophobia? I don't Test- know. I'll have to look. But what do you think venistrophobia is? Like fear of... 
the planet Venus. <laughs> I bet it has something to do with women, right? Does yeah. it have something to do with women? It's fear but... of beautiful women. Oh, like yes, the goddess like Venus. Venus. Okay. Huh. Androphobia is fear of men. Oh, I should have known that. Andro- yeah. Okay. Like in, yeah. I'll give you another easy one. Arachnophobia. Yeah, you're saying these are easy, but they're not. That's spiders, though. I yes. know that one. Arach- no, I said the first one is easy. Oh, okay. I gave you an easy one to start with. Okay. Yeah. And probably the only reason I know that really easily is because of that one movie. There was a movie, remember? Called I think it was even called I think it was arachnophobia. called arachnophobia. I think you're yeah. right. Cholrophobia. This one's fairly common. Can you just spell the first part? C-O-U-L-R-O. I should know that. I know I've heard it. She's making weird faces at me. Your eyes? Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Clowns? Clowns. Cholrophobia. See, why don't they call that clownophobia? <laughs> I'm going to rename every one of these. Clownophobia. Okay. Womenophobia, menophobia, clownophobia. Clownophobia. Spiderophobia. <laughs> Airplaneophobia. Airplaneophobia. <laughs> Just oh, keep here, it simple. No, here's one. Here's one. This is real. I'm not making this up. Insectophobia. Insects. <laughs> Insects. See? Insects. Insects. <laughs> Weirdest but way you see, possibly there was a really, a really good scientist <laughs> who thinks like me, who said, "Let's just say, insect." This one's good too. This, you might insects. be able to get this one. Microphobia. Little things. Yeah, fear of small things. Hmm. And megalophobia is the fear of large things. That would make sense. Yeah. See, I get those. Those are mm. those are okay. I would accept those in my dictionary. This one's also very common. Uh, nyctophobia. Does that have something to do with night? Yeah, fear of the dark. Good job. You're way better at this than you thought you would be. (laughs) I just fake it. You're way better at this than you promised me you would be. (laughs) I'm pretty bad. You said you would be bad. I I thought it would be funny and you're not and you're not fulfilling that. Okay, I'll try to be funnier. Do something funny. Philophobia. What? Philophobia. Like pH phyla? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Something to do with plants? That's that's what it sounds like, isn't it? Yeah, phyla, phyla, I should, no. It's P-H-I-L-O. P-H-I-L-O. Philodendrons. Fear of philodendrons. <laughs> you got it. That's it. <laughs> I give up. What it's is the it? fear of love. <gasps> Isn't that sad? That's very sad. Being afraid of love. Now why, oh, because of philos, maybe. Mm-hmm. Philos. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that, okay. Often, yeah, they're often Greek. Phobophobia. Fear of fear? Yeah. <laughs> fear of phobias? It's a fear of phobias. Wow. That, yeah. That's when you're really in trouble. <laughs> yeah. When you have fear of phobias. Okay. This one's one of the most common ones, trypanophobia. Is that like speaking in front of people? No. That's what I just guessed because that's one of the most common ones. That is one ones. of the most common ones. Tri- uh, falling in front of people? Tripping? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I yes. do have that. Do you have Trip that? Trip and fe- I mean, I don't actually have a phobia, but no, don't you I've, have that thing like when you're walking in front of people, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to trip. No, I've fallen in front of enough people just, that I don't care you anymore. You embrace it now? My first week of work at my job, I fell down the stairs <laughs> oh. in front of like half the place. <laughs> I used to so Hello, everyone. Okay, trip. I don't know. What is it? It's fear of needles or injections. Ooh. Yeah. So that one is common. Yeah. A lot of people are That's afraid That's pretty of. common. Fear of public speaking is glossophobia. How do you spell the beginning of that? G-L-O-S-S-O. Would not have guessed that ever. Yeah. Should be speakophobia. <laughs> Speak- <laughs> speechophobia. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> needles should be needlophobia. Okay. Do you want to tell us about some of the most common ones? No, but can I tell you some weird ones? Absolutely. Nomophobia. Fear of gnomes. <laughs> it should Specifically be. Specifically garden gnomes. <laughs> Let's See, be real. Those are creepy. They're creepy. This is N-O-M. N-O-M-O-phobia. Fear of names? This is fear of, we talked about this before, but I didn't say the name right probably, losing your phone basically. Oh. It's, so it's a new phobia, not having your cell phone available to you so it could be like you're afraid it's going to lose its battery or you're going to be out of range or you just lose your right and i mean you can really see that yeah in in your generation and younger that like your phone is your life if you lose your phone it's like ah 
So, and I know it's not a fear in your generation because you will text me and then I'll call you immediately <laughs> and you will have lost your phone entirely. It will be on a t- entirely different continent somehow. So you don't have that fear. I, I, I'm getting it, but I, I don't have it. No, <laughs> I don't think I should have to have my phone with me 24 seven. That's the thing I have. Unless you text your daughter and then Here's, she calls you immediately. That's true. This one is one that's real easy to figure out. It's like I named this one spectrophobia. Fear of ghosts? Kind of close. Fear of mirrors and your own reflection. But the phobia tends to stem from like thinking you're going to see somebody in a mirror. Like those scary Oh, that's like a There's reoccurring thing. There's a lot of scary thing. movies. Yeah, yeah where they're standing there like, stuff. la, 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 combing the hair. Mm-hmm. And then like. Yep, if there's ever a shot in a horror movie of just like the camera over someone's shoulder oh, into a mirror. I'm like, oop, someone's going to be a ghost yeah, into a mirror. Yeah, Spectrophobia. Also, if anyone in your life has spectrophobia that they're scared of looking in a mirror, they're a vampire. Fun fact. 100% of the time, science. <laughs> <laughs> well. They are a vampire. That's maybe true. There's okay. also a serious note that it could also have to do with having really low self-esteem and not wanting to see yourself in the mirror. So it can it can go in that direction too, which is a very serious That's note. That's very sad. Yeah. I can kind of relate to that though. That idea that, you know, when you look in the mirror and you just think, oh. Yeah. But These again, days I look in the mirror and go, hi, mom. What, what are you doing here, mom? But again, that goes back to like fear or just kind of some mild anxiety versus a phobia right. where it's like a panic attack. Right, exactly. How about linonophobia? Linonophobia. Fear of sheets on your bed. That's kind of what I guess too. Linonophobia. L-I- fear of washing your sheets. L-I-L-I-N-O-N. Linonophobia. Fear of line art. I don't know. <gasps> You're getting really what? close. Am I? It's a fear of string. Oh. You do line art, like that st- string art, you know, that you do yeah, with... St- yeah, yeah. Fear string? How does that manifest? What does that look like? <laughs> you can't make you can't make conspiracy boards if you have a fear of string, which is a real disability. Or like sometimes when you look down and there's a little loose string on your shirt, ah, <laughs> you freak out. Okay. Okay, how about chorophobia? C-H-O-R-O. Chorophobia. Fear of eating an apple so much that you can see the core. Oh, that's very creative, Anna. You're much more creative at this than I am. <laughs> I, yeah, you said you would be I know. Not good I at let it you down. Funny. I let you down. Uh, this is fear of dancing, like choreography. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought of Caitlin when I, I read that one. I love... I know she doesn't have that. And she definitely doesn't. She's a dancer. I love the the word roots though i know it's cool like you can look at some and be like oh yeah that's that word Uh yeah okay this is the freaky one for me but i have no idea how to pronounce it okay arachibuterophobia fear of spider butts specifically (laughs) (laughs) that was a good guess really good guess very very specifically the butt of a spider buter buter Now it just sounds like yeah. you're saying butt in German. <laughs> <laughs> or butter in German. It's, I'm not going to Because that it. word is, that's important. The butter thing. Butter, it's a fear of. butter toast. It's a fear of peanut butter getting stuck on the roof of your oh, mouth. Oh, no. Because well, you feel like you're going to. Yeah. Right? Is there a fear of getting a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth? I have that. I bet it's on the list somewhere. It's not even a fear because it happens every single time. <laughs> you, you can't be scared of it if you know it's going to happen, right? You just have to live with it. Yeah, just you just have fact to admit of life. that it's going to happen. So, yeah, no, I can't talk about the most common ones because... Uh, you can't? Would you like I'm, me to talk about some of them? I would like you to. Oh, wait, I have one more. Okay. That I swear someone just made this up. But it was I looked, you. I looked it up somewhere. It doesn't make sense, but it's it looks like did as kale. Did as kaleinophobia. There's too many syllables. There's then. so many syllables. Can I see it? Did askinophobia. Oh, there's no. Like you it. say it. Did askinophobia. I think some of my clients have this. What is it? A legitimate one fear of going to school. A legitimate fear, which is what qualifies it. Maybe none of my clients do actually have that. They just don't want to go. Going, going to school. See, a fear to me, that's of going very broad. Because like... Commonly known as school phobia. 
See, they should See, just call it. See, that's her name. That's the Bonnie name for it. <laughs> Commonly known in the Bonnie Dictionary as school phobia. The fear is more prevalent in younger students, ages 7 to 11. See, to me, like, when we talked about agoraphobia and we, we said, you know, it makes more sense when you think of it as a fear of not being able to escape a social or crowd situation when you're having an anxiety attack or when you're going to have an anxiety attack. To me, like, school is such a broad thing you could be afraid of so many things exactly you could be afraid of the classes themselves or getting bad grades or getting yelled at by the teacher yes or the the peers your peers yeah Yeah. not getting in with it so to me that's a very that's too broad you could be afraid of the kind of floors that they have in school (laughs) that's a very specific one florophobia (laughs) tile florophobia is the the bonnie name for it (laughs) or those ugly colors they paint the walls Ugly okay. colorophobia. P greenophobia? Or old it's bookophobia. Always P, it's always a P green. Yeah. Why would you have an old bookophobia? They smell so I good. I love books. Well, these days you'd have iPodophobia or oh, iPadophobia. You're really on the technology thing today. Tablet. Did your phone bite you? Did you, <laughs> did you drop your phone on your face yesterday? <laughs> Seemed like you're No, because I'm kicking myself for not having my laptop because I don't, oh. I didn't print out everything that I had. So you have anti-technophobia. <sighs> okay, tell me the most common ones. Okay, arachnophobia, which we talked about earlier, fear of spiders. This affects like a th- like a third of women and a fourth of men. That's, That's a lot. Interesting. That's yeah. a lot, right? Yeah. Think of all those poor men who are getting called by their wives and significant and they're others, like, I'm scared yeah. of this too. <laughs> I'm more scared than you are. <laughs> Maybe we just have to match up to make sure like your partner isn't isn't scared. Is your husband of it. afraid of spiders? No. Oh, that's good. I mean, he's not, I mean, he doesn't like them, but. But he'll kill them for he you? He'll get them, yeah. Or put them outside or and, whatever. And yeah, I'm to the point where I can kind of like, if it's not going too fast, like I said, if it's not going too fast, <laughs> if it's just sort of sitting there, I can probably handle it. I can probably put it outside. So I had this in my notes. This is just evolution. The fear of spiders is evolutionary in our heads. Like the fear of things that can hurt us. Like spiders, I have this for the next one too, which is um, aphidophobia, which is fear of snakes. That's like pretty evolutionary. This is a plug for a really weird show that probably no one has ever seen. It's called Brain Games. It's fun. I think it's on Netflix. Watch it if you're interested in brains, which you should be if you're listening to us. Hello. <laughs> uh, it's but it, they have like brain. they had one they had an episode on like fear response, and they had this little activity where they flashed a bunch of images that were just really really random and and really fast like you couldn't so fast you cannot register what you're seeing um they slowed it down and it was like you know balloons and there was like a grass and there was just really benign images and then they showed it again and they interspersed images of like spiders and snakes in the middle of those images but Uh going the same speed but when an image of a spider or snake came up it looked like it like froze on it it looked like it went slower because your brain's trained to like notice that mm-hmm. and like fast images like so fast like fight, movement and then fight or flight yeah exactly so something. some of that is evolutionary and so it's kind of hard to be like we well, have a fear of snakes but those things are fine like you don't know that you don't know <laughs> acrophobia is the fear of heights that affects about 23 million adults um mm. so that's and and is attached to the next one in my opinion which is aerophobia fear of flying but that only affects 8 million adults. You would think if you had a fear of heights that you would automatically have a fear of flying, right? Yeah, but you don't, like when you, unless you sit and look out the window, you can be in a plane and be pretty oblivious to the fact that you're a gajillion miles in the sky. I guess. Is the fear of heights specifically when you look at, at I know at that height? I don't know that, I don't think I have a phobia of it, but I do have a fear of exactly what you just said looking down like the idea of like when I was a kid and I used to have to help my dad paint the house on a scaffold and you've also had vertigo in your life though uh, is that just vertigo no that's a whole separate I mean maybe those are somehow correlated but no the the there's that fear of like and so then see this is what I was going to say to you so is the fear of heights actually a fear of the height or is it a fear of falling 
Hmm. <laughs> because and it, then is it a fear of death? Exactly. Because when I was standing on that scaffold, it's not like I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really high. That's scary. I was thinking, holy crap, I'm going to fall off. Right. So, so is that a fear of injury or death? Oh, or It could like generalize in all kinds of weird ways. Have you ever seen those pictures of those, I don't know if it's in Chicago, that building that you like lay on that glass thing and it goes out? And you like are laying down looking out over the, the city and it's Sears like. Sears Tower? Is it the Sears Tower? I don't know. What I know it, that when. What the hell is the Sears? It's not the Sears Tower anymore. That's in Chicago. Willis It's called something Tower? different now. Yeah. Chicago. That was even before your time, wasn't it? The Sears Tower? Yeah. You're, you have an old soul. <laughs> Back in my day, it was the Sears Tower. I remember when the Sears Tower was built. I do. I do. <laughs> I was very old. It was a big deal. Oh, oh, tall big deal, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Incidentally, the fear of death is called necrophobia, but it's yeah. not listed on the most common fears, which to oh. me is interesting because I think a lot of people have a fear of death. I think it's pretty common. Maybe not to phobia stage. Maybe well, that's why. Well, I think why. that's the difference. The phobia stage. Yeah. You got to get it to the phobia stage. People are just apprehensive about their death, but I don't think they have a phobia of it. I guess. Because we have to go back to if you're actually clinically diagnosing a phobia. Right. It has to interfere with your everyday life in some way. Like you yeah. would avoid that thing every day. Yeah. If it presents itself. Death. You have to avoid death every day. <laughs> we kind of do, do. <laughs> Hopefully. The next one is sinophobia or cynophobia, kinophobia. Not sure how you pronounce it. It's fear of dogs. Probably ca- ca- canine kind of kinophobia, maybe. I don't know. It should be dogophobia. Dogophobia. Okay, dogophobia is way more common than I figured. Like 36% of people who seek treatment for a specific phobia are seeking it for a fear of dogs. Wow, that's amazing. That's a big number. It's a high number, but the way it's worded, specifically like the people who seek treatment for it, like this might be one of those phobias, like if you have arachnophobia, you may not want to seek treatment for it because it doesn't really affect your everyday life. But if you have dogophobia... <laughs> yes. It it would affect your, it would affect Absolutely, your life. Absolutely, because there's, yeah, there's dogs everywhere. There's dogs everywhere. Yeah. That's so a, that might really be where that kind of skewed statistic comes from. Because that's way more common. That, that's a third of people. I don't think a third of people have a phobia of dogs. No. I think I think that might be a skewed statistic. <clears throat> well, a third of people who go to therapy to be treated yes. for a phobia. So that's yes. pretty specific. That's specific. So this usually comes from a childhood experience, which is fair. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that if you've been bitten by a dog that you will probably develop some sort of phobia Are that you? was one of the things i was going to ask you is that do phobias usually come from an experience that we've had a frightening experience in our life it said most do they usually result from a specific experience um they usually develop in childhood so something that happened or if you saw like i talked about the bee the thing. bees yeah, yeah that's like, more a train thing yeah like i don't think of it as a phobia but Something like that could easily be translated mm-hmm. into a phobia if it went too far. Next one is astrophobia. What do you think that is? That dog on the Jetsons? Yeah. <laughs> You're scared. This is just a subset of, astro- of dogophobia. Because he astrophobia. talks. He talks. That dog <laughs> and talks. And dogs shouldn't do that. Does he talk? I don't know if he talks. Scooby, Scooby-Doo did. Scooby talked. That's Scooby-ophobia. Astro. Are you sure And that's astro- a totally different talk? thing. I feel I like he did. just a dog. I mean, unless we've gotten to a I point don't know. in Jetsons the Jetsons were not future. Like, Jetsons were not like my thing, I have to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really watch Jetsons. Yeah. Astrophobia, afraid that an asteroid's going to hit the Earth. No. <laughs> That's a good guess. <laughs> That's what it would be in my no, dictionary. in your dictionary. What is uh, this it? This is a uh, Something fear... space. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, sort of fear of thunder and lightning. Oh, okay. Like storms. And That's this, a big one, I bet. I think so. I think a lot of people are afraid of that. Yeah, it specifically talked about that this includes an excessive preoccupation with the weather, like you obsessively check the weather to see if there's going to be a storm. I think when I was little, I had a little bit of this with specifically tornadoes. Mm-hmm. I was probably phobic of tornadoes. I, I would be really, really freaked out if I even thought there was a tornado on the horizon. In fairness, when you were probably in second or third grade, a tornado hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, you know, it was a significant life event. I mean, it didn't hit our house or anything, but 
We weren't personally affected I by was it. teaching at the time, and one of my students was, like, her. she was at her grandmother's house, and it's where the tornado hit. Oh, my so, God. But, that, but you would have been just a little younger than my students at that time. So you, like you I, had a life experience. I remember being little and, like, thinking of gathering up all of my things and all of my toys and putting them, like, in my room so I would know where they were. So if a tornado came, I would make sure that I knew where they were and they wouldn't get taken. Wow. Like my Barbies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I needed to protect them. Your little beauty and beast? Yes. I needed to protect <laughs> my little Disney figures. That makes sense. Yeah. Xenophobia. This is a word that's thrown around a bit. Not in the context of phobias, but it's... it's Yeah, and it's like right on the tip of my tongue that it's socially really big. It is. It's, it's political is it, right now. Is it fear of like... Um, I want to almost say like... I mean, it's a big political social thing. It so I, I almost want to say either either it's a racist thing or, or a sexual thing. Like a, like a, being homophobic. No, because that has its own name. <laughs> what is it? What you just said. Yeah. Xenophobia is fear of the unknown, which they colloquially is used as fear of foreigners. Like fear oh, of foreign people. Okay, gosh, I should know that. So yes, this whole this whole, the whole build immigration the wall thing is being and, called yeah. xenophobic, xenophobic because you're, yeah, which got it. It's fair, but it, it could be the fear of Xena warrior princess. Xena warrior princess, which and is goes, fair. That's not goes, even a fear. La, 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 la. You should be she, scared yeah. of her. She, she can kick, kick your, your ass. Butt. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Be afraid. Next one's claustrophobia. What's that? I've got that one. What is it? it like it being confined in small <laughs> you hesitated space. a lot i didn't like know. i'm wrapped up in something and i can't get out or even i mean a closet it could be, be big yeah. elevator i was gonna say like even elevators which i mean these days are pretty roomy yeah like you can still get claustrophobia just because it's an enclosed space right and again this is one that when i was looking this up is specifically linked to a fear of death oh which is just because it feels this, like you're this is agoraphobia but more physical this is being unable to escape because of the physical space when we were little we had this foam piece it was a piece of foam that was about the size of a mattress but we actually purchased it because when i was little and i was into acrobats and we were doing backflips and whatever and we would use it to do acrobats on do acrobats but- you did acrobats we did. Were they hot? I, I did. How's that go? Okay. Um, but we would, I, I know this is a weird story, but it really fits very well. We lived on a hill. And so what we would do is we would lay on the edge of that foam and we would roll up to roll down the hill. It was actually <laughs> quite fun while you were moving because you would be in this padded foam and you would roll down the hill very fast okay and then you get to the bottom well the only fear came like if you landed in such a way that you were laying on the edge you couldn't unroll so you were stuck in this very tight roll of foam and you couldn't get out of it the edge of what like the edge of the foam like if it was up then you could just roll back and it would you couldn't up the other way right no you were just like stuck and you didn't know which way to roll and for that instant there'd be this fear like oh my god i'm trapped in and even though it's like what you said before that when you're really afraid of something like that, you can say to yourself, this is irrational that I'm afraid of this. Like but, my brothers are going to come get me. It's going to be fine. Right. I won't die here. But in that moment of fear, and I think we've all experienced something like that at some point in our life where we right. have that moment where it's like, and you could say to yourself, it's, it's, it's okay. It's irrational to be too afraid, but you can't stop it. It's yeah. like it just consumes you and you become so frightened. <gasps> I remember that feeling. And I think that's the thing that... I think everyone in their life has had a moment of fear about something that logically they know is not going to hurt or kill them. Right. But the situation is such that the unknown of it, so maybe it would fall under xenophobia, just the fear of the unknown. Ooh. <laughs> I love that every every time I say something even mildly <laughs> smart, you're like, wow. <laughs> It's very good. It's very good for my self-esteem. You're so smart. You're so smart. I yeah. do think you're very smart, by I the way. I know you do. You're okay. very genuine about it. <laughs> it's not just because I'm your mommy either. <laughs> if I wasn't your mommy, I would still think you were smart. Oh, I think. That's cause... very nice. I'm an idiot. <laughs> totally not. <laughs> okay. Is there a fear of being ignorant? 
Oh. A fear of looking dumb. I have that. A fear Uh, of people judging me to be dumb. I don't know. Again, does that come with like agoraphobia? I mean like. Well, that is one of the things that. part of it. Being judged by people is part of that. So that that might fit into that category. Anthropophobia is a fear of people or society, but that's very specific. I don't think that's what you're talking about. That seems really close to Zine, or uh, agoraphobia. Agoraphobia, yeah. Huh. There can be a fear of anything. There is. It's all named. <laughs> it's all named really weird stuff. And I should have been the one naming it because then they could have been much easier easily to identify. The next one is one that you mentioned earlier. Fear oh. of public speaking. Oh. Glossophobia. This is something, and I looked at, at several sources. They all said 75% of people experience some level of anxiety about public speaking. Now, to me, that's not, they have a phobia. I could not find a number for this phobia. Like, Well, because I would argue that it's good to feel some level of an anxiety. I mean, my I was taught yeah. that you have to feel a little bit of anxiousness to perform well. You have to be on. And that's something, I literally just had this conversation with a client today, that anxiety has utility in our lives like when we are anxious about something the the example that i gave them was when you have a paper due you have some anxiety about doing it but the anxiety is what makes Makes you you get it it done yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so to some level the anxiety that we experience is understandable and and functions as either keeping us safe or making us get things done. So that's why, like, I brought up, you know, the fear of spiders and the fear of snakes. Like, some of that level of anxiety is okay. I mean, if you live in a place where there are a lot of poisonous snakes, if you have a phobia of snakes, it may be useful. (laughs) Keep you alive. Good. Yeah, great. (laughs) You should be scared. Right. So I I think... I think it's a hard line to draw. And I think it's what you said earlier about if it's affecting your life. Right. If it's causing you distress in your everyday life. I would say if I had to choose a phobia that I have experienced, like I said, scared of spiders, not phobic of spiders. Right. I had glossophobia when I was in high school. Yeah. I had a phobia of public speaking. Whenever I would have to get up and make a presentation in front of the class, I would have an anxiety attack. I, like, my chest would feel like it was going to explode, and, like, I would feel like my face was really flushed, and I would, like, have trouble breathing. So that's a really good way to differentiate if it's interfering with your everyday life. Right. If you're having a panic episode because you have to do it. Right. Well, that's, that's... the thing. Like, if I didn't, if I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm a counselor. I don't consider myself in a in a place where I have to do public speaking. Now I'm not, I'm not, I got over the phobia. Well, and you work to the point where, so is just giving a speech different for you than like being on stage as a character? Because you went into theater. I don't know. That's hard to say because I did theater after I was done being scared of speeches. I had already gotten over my phobia at that point. How'd you get over it? Oh, this is a fun story. I'm so glad you asked. I didn't even prompt you to do that. I'm so glad you asked. I'm a counselor. I, know I got how over to... it because of pettiness. <laughs> Let me explain. That is very <laughs> self-aware of you, Anna. I was. So we were in the cafeteria. Um, this was high school. We were in the cafeteria. And we were talking about how we had to give. It was the impressionist speech that I had to give. Remember that? It was uh-huh. like a 20-minute speech. It was really long. That's a big one. Yeah. Which I used to think was long. But now we do a podcast for like an hour and a half every Friday. <laughs> and we're trying so, to short I know. I'm like, man, I used to think that was a really long time to talk. But now I'm just chatting with my mommy. It's different. So I had to go up and I had to, and I practiced this meticulously with you. Like, remember how many times I practiced I, that speech It was a good speech. It was yeah, a good speech. thank you. I was very proud of it. And so that's the thing. Like, I could know the speech, like the back of my hand. I could be very interested in the topic. None of that mattered. As soon as I got up in front of someone, I would just, I, like, I couldn't breathe. My vision would go fuzzy. I, it was, it was a physical reaction. It was a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And... We were in the lunchroom, and I said, and we were talking about English class, and I said, yeah, I have to give my speech today. I have to, I have to talk about Impressionism. And this, this bitch, this bitch in my class. <laughs> Don't use names. She, may they stay I'm anonymous. I'm not. But maybe she knows who she is. <laughs> she, if she's listening, maybe she's your if friend If she's now. listening, I'm very surprised. But she goes, <laughs> she goes, are you going to get all weird like you do every time? 
<gasps> and I took that as a challenge and I said, nope. And that was the best speech I'd ever given. I got up in front of the class and as soon as I started talking, a bird ran into the window and I said, thank you, that's my speech. And I gave a <laughs> bow and everyone laughed and it was very good. And then I gave the rest of my speech and I barely had to use my note cards. It was amazing. It was the best speech I had ever given all because I wanted to prove that bitch wrong. And I uh-huh. did, uh-huh. I think. That is very much your personality. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh. I'm a little bit unsure, but then if somebody comes across me, <laughs> oh, I'm very competitive. You I are, am very, you are competitive. very competitive. Okay, so let's though let's process that. I'll unpack that okay, a little bit, let's shall unpack we? It. Let's yeah. unpack it. So, what was underneath your fear was a fear of being judged by those people. I guess I mean, that's probably what else, it. I mean, what I, else? I still have that. I mean, I still my anxiety usually manifests socially is Mm. like I even consider myself pretty competent socially but whenever I have anxiety it's about doing something socially Mm -hmm. so probably and it's about people judging you people Mm -hmm. especially when you said earlier like feeling like you're dumb like I have that in spades if I say something and someone like even sort of makes fun of it I think about it for like days after Mm. so I I looked up incidentally I looked up and there's not like a fear of looking dumb or we need to make that something. we need to dumbophobia see the last time we did an episode i said there was something we should do research on and this is another one we have papers to do all right where are we trypanophobia which is the fear of needles and injections like i said earlier mm-hmm. this affects like 10 percent of people and it's to the point where they will avoid going to the doctor even if they're sick just because they think if I go to the doctor for anything they're going to give me a shot um they'll avoid dentists so you just made a guilty look because I think (laughs) I think you have a little bit of fear of a dentist I do have not not of the needles but I do have a fear of dentists do you think it's a phobia do you avoid it no I mean I do it now you go yeah, I actually have one next week I have to go to. So, yeah. No. No, I'm worried. Oh, no. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> they may, like, pass out during injections. I mean, it's, wow. yeah, it's bad. I think that's all. That's 10. That's the top 10 yeah. most common phobias that I've found. Do you have any more specific ones to talk about? No, I had one other weird one that I didn't say before, but I can't remember what it's called. It's really weird. I don't even know how it would manifest. Oh, there's two. Ablutophobia. Ablutophobia. Um, being scared of that dog from Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of dog fear going Lots on. Lots of dog fear. <laughs> Astro, Astro, Blue. Scoobiophobia. <laughs> Persistent fear of cleaning, washing, or bathing. Oh. So so people who have issues with personal hygiene perhaps oh, have that Oh, okay. Fear. Like, peop- like, is it hygiene-based? It or occurs it like- more in children. They just don't want to oh, take a bath. Oh, this is kind of weird. It occurs more in children and women than in men. That seems backwards, doesn't it? Because <laughs> men are stinkier. Yeah, well, no offense. <laughs> no offense, men, but you're no kind of stinky. No. I just wouldn't, I think men would, women would be more Conscious of their hygiene. About, yeah, but apparently not. Okay, how about, um, and the last one, this is the weirdest one to me. Optophobia. Fear of eyes. Fear of opening your eyes. Opening so your eyes. How do you even what? live? What do you do? Where are you? Where fear of it? opening your eyes. You know what? That reminds me though of a weird fear I have. This is a weird one. Okay. I'm ready. And I still have it. It's like a fear of it comes from childhood from playing hide and seek and being like somewhere where you're hiding. And you can see a space in my mind. I remember exactly when it started. Because I was hiding like under and behind my parents' bed. So like the headboard, I could look up and see like a crack between the wall and the headboard. I was like under the bed looking up. And um, I was waiting to be found. But I was had this terrible fear of when my brother would like look over the top of the bed. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden his face would be there. Yeah. And I still kind of have that fear. That fear of being in a place. No wonder you don't watch horror and there's, movies. And there's a, a video game that your brother used to play where you'd be hiding like in a locker. <laughs> and you have, there's like a window. There's and like all a of thousand a sudden, of those. The monster one would be like boom in the window. Yeah. That is a, a real, that, that would 
border on phobia for me. Really? Like being in a place where you're kind of hiding and you see an opening and all of a sudden, boom, there's somebody looking in that space. That's, I used to have that a little bit, but specifically about windows. People Mm. looking in the windows. The room that I used to sleep in, the only window in that room was above like this staircase. So there was like a drop off. So no one possibly could have been standing by that window. But I used to have this intense fear of looking and seeing a face in that window. If there would have been a face, it would have been a very, it would have been a spooky, spooky. A spooky ghost face. (laughs) I was very scared of it. I think the reason is because I used to read those scary stories to tell in the dark books. Oh. How scary those were. And the illustrations were just piercing. Those are very scary. And there was a story about, um, (laughs) it's a, it's a really, it's a very apocryphal, like, urban legend or, or campfire story or whatever you want to call it about, like, a guy goes into a cabin and he's been in the woods and it's been storming and he's just tired and exhausted and he's he's found this ruined house in the woods and he goes in and he lays down and he's just so tired and it's the middle of the night, it's storming and a lightning strike lights up the, the room oh, no. and there's portraits all over the room <gasps> and he says, well, that's kind of weird, but I'm very tired. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he goes to sleep and when he wakes up, there's no portraits in the room. It's just windows. <gasps> spooky. Oh, so spooky. spooky. We should have done this episode at Halloween, huh? We'll do another one. On Seems Halloween. like a Halloween episode, and we did it the week after Valentine's Day. <laughs> because sometimes Valentine's we Day love can be you, very everyone. scary. <laughs> so scary to everyone. Philophobia, the fear of love. Oh, oh, mom that got so makes sad. Me sad. Mom got so sad when I talked about that. That's, That's what the, the fear of dogs like makes me really sad because I love dogs. Dogs are awesome. Just whenever I see a dog, I get happier. Is so. there a fear of cats? Oh, let's look at Felinophobia. Let's look it up. <laughs> it's called felinophobia or cataphobia. Cataphobia. I'm sure there is because some people don't like. It. It's a really dumb name, and you're gonna get mad. Elurophobia. Yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm very angry right That's now. That's how she sounds when she's mad. <laughs> I'm very mad. E-L-U-R-O-phobia. So it's probably Latin or Greek or something, I right? I guess, but wouldn't it be felinophobia or, for, or something? You would think, but hey, I didn't I get to name think. them. They didn't call me. They would have called me. I would have had lots better names, people who make these names. Do you want to hear some re- other dumb ones? Yeah. Genophobia. Genophobia. I don't know how to say it. G-E-N-U. I would think genu, genu. That's what I think. What do you think it is? Fear of genes? Fear like of DNA genes? That's a good guess. That would be a weird weird one to manifest, huh? Yeah. What is it? Fear of knees. Like the <laughs> knees on your legs. <laughs> what? That's, what? That's interesting. You can't wear dresses ever. And if someone's wearing a dress around you, like fear of other them. knees or your own knees, it I'm just assuming says fear it's... of knees. I guess all of them. Okay. You can't wear shorts ever. Sorry, bud. A phobia, which I think everyone should have. A phobia, fear of being feeble, fear of. It's a good guess. It's the opposite. It's fear of teenagers. A Yeah, everybody. Should have. <laughs> Oh, I get Teenagers it. Everybody the living it. shit out of me. <laughs> oh, here's oh oh. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Don't ridicule me because I have catagillophobia. Is that cats? <laughs> what is it? Oh, we just went over this. That's catagillophobia. A, a yeah, catagillophobia. Gills. We talked about this earlier. Uh, C-A-T-A-G-E-L-O, phobia. Fear of being ridiculed. Oh, there it is. So we can't make it up. Oh, gosh. Damn it. Damn it. We can still make like judgeophobia or something probably. I think a lot of people have that. Not the phobia of it, but I think a lot of people don't like to be Well, that's the inferiority thing that we talked about before. So what is... This is a fun one. Barophobia. Fear of being naked. No. <laughs> Fear of That's bears. That's just a never nude from I was gonna, development. <laughs> I was going to say bears first, but then I thought it was. Fear of bears is totally rational. It's not a phobia. It's just a fear you should have. You don't want to get eaten. Don't get, one. yeah, don't be bear bears. And uh, be actually fear of bear being fo- naked. So like barometric. 
Oh, like the weather, like um, pressure? Yeah. Barometric pressure? It's a fear of gravity. Oh. There's always gravity, though. Like, Gra- gravity. you can't escape gravity. <gasps> How would you develop a fear of gravity? I don't know. What do you do when you have a fear of gravity? You hmm. can't, go- there's gravity everywhere. There is. So you overcame your phobia by being like assertive and like saying, screw you. By I'm being gonna- petty. We can use the word. Okay. Petty. It's fine. I was petty. Don't want to accuse Petty you. and competitive. That's me. How how do we treat phobias in counseling? What do we do? Gosh, Anna, how do we treat phobias? <laughs> so a lot of it is just pretty general, like cognitive and behavioral therapy, where you examine the thoughts. Especially, this is important for times when it has occurred from something that happened in your childhood. I mean, to me, that's a trauma thing, right, where you right. kind of have to, if you are you scared of dogs because you were attacked by a dog or something you have to process that and you have to work through it Mm -hmm. a really common one is exposure therapy being exposed to something in smaller doses in like increasing intensity Mm -hmm. so like if you're scared of spiders if you have arachnophobia maybe you'll look at a picture of a spider Mm -hmm. and you'll process the panic that you're having from that and you'll process the fear and then you'll move up to like a little fake spider like a little a little plush spider or a little toy spider yeah Yeah. then you'll process the fear you have from that and you'll do a lot of work with that and then eventually i guess if you have a really cool therapist they'll like bring in a tarantula i don't know (laughs) i've never i've never done a lot of work with exposure therapy but you would um, do that. You're a cool. Therapist. I would bring in a tarantula for sure. You would sure. totally do that for sure. One of those laid back if dude. You, if ther- you have a fear of dogs, please come to me th- for therapy so I have an excuse to get a dog <laughs> to keep in my office. I actually had. Speaking of exposure therapy, it's not only for phobias; it's for trauma as well, mm-hmm. and it can be used for trauma triggers. Um, so this is kind of going off topic, but uh, I have a client who talked about how their last therapist used exposure therapy for trauma triggers. They said they had a fear of snow globes from the things that had happened to them. Mm. So whenever they would pass a snow globe, they would get a panic attack. And so their their last therapist, like exactly like I explained before, showed them a picture of a snow globe and then, you know, maybe brought in like a little snow globe and then brought mm. in a bigger snow globe and have to like get closer and eventually hold it. And it, she said it worked. She said that she doesn't have a fear of snow globes anymore. So, I mean, exposure That's therapy cool. is something that has been used very effectively for a while. So how is exposure therapy, Anna, different from flooding? You remember Remind what flooding? flooding is? It's like all at once. Oh, that's like, okay. So so like instead of Intense. doing it gradually, right. flooding is when, so just like. Like if you have a Flooding seems like bullying to me. Like <laughs> He's kind of mean. Like, oh, you're scared of snow globes? Come into this room where I have a hundred <laughs> snow globes, idiot. I think Freud would have done that. <laughs> He would have said, let me show you this room. And there you would be with a thousand huge snow globes. I think Freud in his later life would have done it. <laughs> he got a little weird. <laughs> Listen to our first episode if you don't know about ah, Freud. If you hey, haven't heard. A ah, plug for our first plug episode. Plug for the first episode. <laughs> Gotta do that. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, what else, Mom? Will you talk about simple versus complex phobia? You mentioned that earlier and I don't know the difference. Well, in the DSM, it talks about the difference between, you know, like when you diagnose. And also the American Psychiatric Association includes three different categories. So the specific phobia that basically we've been talking the whole time about. Okay. Very specific. And then there's agoraphobia is like a separate It's a whole, whole separate thing. Yep, which whole to separate me is thing. very strange. Uh, it does seem strange to me too. Except that the people who have that, are more susceptible to panic disorder. Oh. So that's kind of okay. why they put in a whole separate. And, and then I the, guess it does, it has the capacity to affect you much more than right, I guess other right. phobias. It can actually change your whole yeah, life. Yeah, other ones you can avoid. Like even if you're scared of the dark or scared of flying, like there there are ways to do that in kind of a socially acceptable way. Right, right. That you don't have to kind of out yourself as a as phobic of something. But agoraphobia, if you're not leaving your house, then that's pretty. That's yeah. a problem. And the third one is social phobia or social anxiety. That's that's in the same category in the at least for the American Psychiatric Association it is. Okay. And that is based and and we were talking about before 
that fear, social phobia or social anxiety is based in a profound fear of public humiliation, being singled out or judged by others in a social situation. Hmm. So the core of it is not just that you're afraid to be out. You're afraid that you're going to be embarrassed. You're afraid that people are going to judge you. And like I said before, most of us have a little bit of that. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That what none of us want like to be when we were talking about anxiety, how a little bit of anxiety is is useful and it provides mm-hmm. a function in our lives. Mm-hmm. Being worried about what other people think makes society function. Mm-hmm. It, it makes us able to function in a society. Mm-hmm. So it it makes us able to you know deal with other people without killing them because we would be judged for killing them. That's how laws work, right? <laughs> I hope we would. <laughs> I hope we would be judged for killing them. I yes, think we I would do. Be <laughs> so, so, so basically, what they say is that a complex phobia is much more likely to affect your overall well-being, where a specific phobia, like you just said, is something that you might be able to skirt around right. and and adjust to because and, it's so specific that you can kind of avoid right. the trigger. Which and, that's another thing that I read in treatment where. Um, if you come into therapy with a specific phobia, but it's pretty mild, what you might be prescribed to do is just to avoid the phobia. Right. Which is to avoid the triggers. I right. mean, which is useful if it's not something that you encounter every day. It sounds kind of weird to say that because in therapy, we're taught to be authentic and we're taught to be self-aware stuff, and all that. Face yeah. it, yeah. Be honest, face your stuff. But there are situations in your life where you're like, well, if if it's something that I don't have to have in my life every day no. and it just causes me anxiety, well, then just step away from it. Don't. That's you know, why don't a lot engage. of people like, especially I think fear of flying comes to my mind when we talk about this. Like a lot of people have a fear of flying and they don't, you know, seek therapy or anything for it. They just have a few drinks on the plane and maybe <laughs> take a Xanax. Right, like, right. They don't. Because, because flying, bit. if that's not something that they have to do all the time, which for a lot of people it's not. It's just something you have to do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You can just sort of deal with it when it comes up and it's not something you have to spend a whole bunch of time focusing mm-hmm. on treating. So I think, shall I do a little thing that I think is like oh a God, summary-ish thing? Yes, I feel like we're about to do yoga right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just made yoga, think... yoga motions with your arms. Did I? You did. Just like holding <laughs> a ball thing. I think it goes back to what we talk about all the time when we talk about any kind of therapy counseling is the idea of being self-aware and that the more self-aware we become, the better. I mean, sometimes it's scary to be self-aware because there are things about ourselves that we don't want to face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you if you have phobias or if you want to overgeneralize that even to the point where you say just things you're afraid of. Yeah. There are things in your life that you're afraid of. But specifically, if there are things in your life that you're afraid of that cause you anxiety, that cause you discomfort, to to think about what it is and what causes it, what are the triggers, and what can I do to either avoid it or learn to cope with it. And, you know, it's just another part of becoming more aware of who you are and how to be the best person you can be. How yeah. to not let things interfere with being the best person you can be. Yeah, especially when it comes to triggers and stuff. That's a lot of the first step that I use when it comes to handling panic or anxiety or trauma or anything like that is while we're working on this, let's just figure out what your triggers are. So you can either, you know, we can face those first or we can avoid those until you're at a better place to face them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people really don't know what their triggers are. A lot of people really have to think hard when I say what kind of stuff makes you angry or what kind of stuff makes you sad or what kind of stuff. Whoa, settle down. You had to. I was just you had to your be moment. Like you. That was your moment. I just wanted to <laughs> knock over my glass a little like my mom did. You want to be like me when you grow up? Oh, that's yes. scary. <laughs> So a lot of people really don't know. A lot of people really have to think of, you know, what actually makes me scared. So when it comes to phobias, I think that's pretty obvious. I think when when people come into therapy specifically for phobias, they know what it is. Like, right. I have a fear of dogs and I can't go to the park, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to more general stuff like anxiety or even depression, like, I mean, there are triggers that make us go into more depressive states. So I think... It's important if you are struggling with any of that kind of stuff to know what makes you feel more intensely the stuff that is distressing to you. Right. And the point at which you go to get help is, right. is we've kind of talked about in other times. Yeah. 
is when it's interfering with your life. Yeah. And that's for everyone. That's different. Like yep. for what's interfering for one person is pretty mild for another person. Right. It has kind of a higher tolerance for that kind of thing. Because we're all different. We're all different. We are all different, but we are all beautiful. <laughs> we are. It's weird. <laughs> two beer Bonnie. <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> well, two minis. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so those don't really count. Two minis equals one whole. I'm not a mathematologist, but I don't <laughs> think that checks out. They're like seven ounces a bottle. <laughs> I guess you're so strict thanks okay. okay how do we close this do you want to thank the people for listening i would <laughs> i am so excited that you're listening i really am because this is fun, it is fun. i am having fun with my daughter you guys and... are just giving us an excuse to get together yeah. every week and talk about stuff and so when you listen it's just kind of like you're sitting here this is a pretty big table you That's could all table. be just, you could be sitting right there. I do. We were just talking about this earlier that I, I hope when people listen to this, they think they're just sitting down with some friends and having a beer and talking right. about brain stuff. I hope that's what people think. Me too. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for listening. You can find us a lot of places online if you're looking. The main place is FreudianSipsPod.com. That has links to everywhere else you can follow us, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all by the name FreudianSipsPod. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at FreudianSipsPod at gmail.com. There's also a contact form on the site. And if you like what we're doing and you want to help us with hosting costs or buying supplies like those mini bottles of beer that my mom seems to think are really cool i don't know why you can support us on patreon also by the name freudian sips pod you can listen to us on spotify itunes stitcher soundcloud and we just got on google playlist google podcast google play i don't know what you call it google we're on google hey anna yes if somebody has an idea for something they'd like for us to talk about, would it would it be cool if they like told us what they'd like to hear? That would be amazing if they told us what to hear. How would they do that? They could do it any of the ways that I just listed. So you can tweet us. Um, you can send us an email. Um, but yeah, however you want to get a hold of us, just let us know what you'd like to hear. We will do that. Cool. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Our theme music is Sweeter Vermouth by Kevin McLeod, and it sounds like this. Mm-hmm.